very lucky to be here today because I've, he's nearly killed me on so many occasions. Diana is a survivor, a survivor of domestic violence. She can't imagine what victims of abuse are experiencing now under COVID-19 lockdown restrictions. To now have a double whammy of COVID-19 and a partner that's violent, well, I can't imagine. I just can't imagine how they're coping. 100% scarier. Yeah, just so terrified that these women don't even know where to go or if it's safe to go somewhere. Because, I mean, of course, you've now got the fear of domestic violence, the fear of the coronavirus. Diana moved to Australia from New Zealand with her husband and two young children in the early 2000s. They bought land in regional Victoria and made their living out of dairy farming. It was their dream. But that dream quickly turned into a nightmare when her husband started taking out his stress and frustration on Diana. I'd, you know, I'd end up being the, you know, his sort of stress release for that. So I'd be, you know, get hit and held up against the concrete wall, nearly, you know, choking me to death. In the era of COVID-19, where there seems to be a myriad of things out of our control, Diana says victims of family violence can't do anything to fix the situation. Most victims know what's coming. And this is what is so scary. And this is where I relate it so much to what's happening now. Because these poor people, are going to, these women are going to be knowing what's going to be coming. It's worse than walking on eggshells. It's such a fear that you know what's coming. In the end, as our kids got older too, he got worse. So he used to take it out on my son then as well. So my son was in year 12. And... Um, yeah, he went to kill my son for no reason, just because my son didn't um, get the cows in fast enough. Uh, so, yeah, he went to do that, and I stepped in the way and took the brunt of the beating and called the police. In Victoria, current COVID-19 restrictions mean we can't leave our homes except for essential reasons. Thousands of Australians are being forced to work from home or have lost their jobs entirely. CEO of Macaulay Services for Women, Jocelyn Bignold, says this only adds to the stress of being trapped in an unsafe home and that businesses aware of employees who are experiencing family violence should create a safe work environment through applying social distancing rules so family violence victims are not forced to work from home. For women experiencing family violence, women and children that is, um, home is often the most unsafe place they can be. And they often rely on being at work as a safe place. So, you know, physical distancing can be applied easily in these empty workforces. Perhaps, you know, one of the, one of the big things that the business can, can do is think through the unintended consequence of shifting everybody out of the workforce and into home. As well as having to work from home or not work at all, many Australians can't visit their families and friends during lockdown. But communicating with parents, siblings and friends is the kind of support domestic violence victims rely on. The Australian Institute of Health and Welfare's 2019 report states that women temporarily leaving violent partners are likely to stay with a friend or relative. Having moved from New Zealand, Diana has experienced the heartbreaking feeling of not being able to reach out to family for support. Yes, so I didn't have family. And that's why I sort of understand as well with these 
the families now experience family violence that they won't be able to go to their parents. I mean, they're putting the parents at risk. So you would think, I mean, you could still go there, but it's that whole thing, you're putting them at risk. So I understand that feeling that I had nowhere to go. And um, I think I think that's why I'm sort of thinking, well, this is very similar for many people now because they're not going to have anywhere to go. Because it's like now you don't really have a family. Yeah, sure, you can ring them and everything, but it's the safety thing and it's the knowing you can get out. There's no out. Jocelyn hopes women currently in lockdown with abusive partners can maintain communication with the world outside their homes. If they can keep contact with a trusted family member or friend or neighbour or indeed their employer so that uh, they can send a signal if things are getting worse and they feel their risk levels are um, heightened. It really is trying to keep um, a line of communication to the outside world. Although there are family violence services like Macaulay and Safe Steps available to family violence victims in Victoria, Jocelyn believes affected women are too afraid or unable to reach out to family violence helplines. It's actually extremely difficult for her to make any moves or make any phone calls to, to get help. One of the um, underlying features of um, family violence is coercive control. So that can mean he's watching everything she does and controls every move, every phone call that she makes. What our state services are saying is that they're not getting the volume of calls that they expected um, or are still expecting because everybody's at home. They, they could be in danger if they make a call. Services like Safe Steps are expecting an increase in domestic violence-related calls going straight to police instead of a helpline. What we would hope that they would be able to do is, if in fear of their lives, to to make that call to triple O. The federal government recently announced it would allocate $150 million to support Australians experiencing domestic, family and sexual violence. A new public communication campaign will also roll out to support those experiencing domestic violence over this period, ensuring those affected know where they can seek help. The surge in online searches for domestic violence services since lockdown, combined with the increase in searches over the last five years, contributed to the government's decision. I mean, the government sector is putting a lot of money towards this and it's very, very good to see that family violence is front and centre of their thinking, both federally and state. According to the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, in 2016 and 2017, 4,600 women and 1,700 men over the age of 15 were hospitalised as a result of family violence. In Australia, domestic violence kills one man every 29 days and one woman every nine days. With domestic violence figures continuously rising, it's important to think about what the numbers will look like once we recover from the coronavirus. So now what we're starting to understand is um, you know, there is financial control, there is psychological control, there's the, um, the very dangerous behaviour that can lead to murder. While COVID-19 restrictions continue indefinitely, victims of domestic violence remain trapped in their homes. How can we help those in our community who are most vulnerable? How can we begin to understand those who find their homes more threatening than the coronavirus?
it's, it's a pandemic already. And I'm just thinking, how? How are we going to, as a nation, get this domestic violence under control? 